Scott and Liam versus Evil. I was cutting the grass at work, but I couldn't get the mortar to work properly. And then it split into a package of Japanese horror DVDs arrived at the door. Like I was like in outside the grass, and the next thing you know, I'm in the house. And this package of Japanese horrors uh, arrived at the door. And when I opened the box and bring them out, they were all blurry porno titles. And I had to try and run about and hide them before long getting through work. I was like, I don't know what to do with them. It's <laughs> like I couldn't. And it was uh, it was really, really weird and, and intense. What do, you, what do you think that means? That she's raging that you've not cut the grass. <laughs> And you're really worried that because she's so angry, she might also find your weird, obscure Japanese porn collection. So maybe I should just cut her grass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Welcome to Scott and Liam vs. Evil, episode 46. I'm Liam. And I'm Scott. And today we're going to talk about Creep from 2004 and The Descent from 2005. Keep it British today. Totally British. Yeah. It's a good time for British horror. The early 2000s. Do you know, that's probably, the only, that's probably one of the things that I would say I'm proud of to call myself British because the cinema in Britain is pretty good. It has been shit over time. There's been some really shit British some movies. Really do- some, some hell of a doozies. <laughs> <laughs> but around this time, the start of 2000, there was like these two movies. There was 28 Days Later, 28 Weeks Later. 28 Dog Days Later. Like, and that, do you know what I like about 28 Days and 28 Weeks? Maybe we should do an episode on both of them. Is the fact that like 28 Days is so independent and so small cast and low uh-huh. budget and they've done a lot of tricks to, to work it in the middle of the centre of London. 28 Weeks is a higher budget, more in-depth horror movie and it's like the contrast the two they fit together perfectly but it's also it's brilliant what do you prefer? Uh, 28 days I say I'm 28 weeks mm. Mm, maybe I like the bigger budget <laughs> uh, so we'll start with The Descent The Descent yeah hey, give me a smile Hello. Hello. Gina are you sure we're going the right way? I've never been lost in my life <laughs> <sighs> there's only one way out of this chamber and that's Directed by Neil Marshall, who also directed Dog Soldiers, mm-hmm. another good British horror. Yes. And it stars Shauna McDonald, who I recognise from shit. She's Scottish, I don't know what she's in. Uh, TV, I looked her up as well, kind of TV roles and stuff. Is that um, how? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Natalie Mendoza, who plays the worst character in, to me, British horror. She plays Juno in The Descent, and I fucking hate Juno. Oh, yeah, she plays it well because you just. You, you just uh, kill her. Yeah. Uh, and also Mayanna Buring from Killist. Yeah. Right, so it also stars the Irish lassie from the uh, Magdalene Sisters. Never watched the Magdalene it's Sisters. It's pretty good. Aye, it's interesting. I don't have a vagina. <laughs> uh, so the but descent... they do it and they get them out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the Descent is uh, a caving expedition goes horribly wrong <laughs> as the explorers become trapped and ultimately pursued by a strange. It's actually beat. called spelunking. Spelunking. <laughs> yeah, I looked that up. That's what the, that's cave ex- exploration. Spelunking is the art of exploring caves specifically as a hobby. Is spelunking? Spelunking. That's something different. <laughs> <laughs> is spelunking not like when you go to a graveyard and you dig up a body and spelunking it? <laughs> no, you put it on the ground and someone puts a mouth at like the vagina or the ass. And then you elbow drop off the <laughs> onto the body. That is not and a thing. All the juice that comes out the body goes into your mouth. Oh, the juice! That is the most. There's there is not one person in the whole history of the world who is who has ever done that. Like that, that is no. People do disgusting shit, but that is nobody has ever ever right. done that. Hold on, I'm sure that's. Can you imagine how rank that would be? The like dead body's inside juices. I'm sure inside that's... your mouth. I tell you about the story about the yellow liquid that poured out that guy's stomach and how the smell just would never leave me. You imagine getting pushed out the bottom end. 
Aye, but you still also get to throw in a, a, a right mean elbow drop. Aye, if you're the elbow from. dropper, I'm talking about the guy with the, the, his mouth and the fusty fanny. What's it? Mungin? Is it Mungin? Mungin? <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Mungin. Go to a graveyard with four of your buddies. <laughs> dig up a fresh corpse, female, and have a gangbang. Oh, no. <laughs> Alright, afterwards one of them puts her mouth over the vagina... And then someone jumps in the stomach, shooting all the common maggots and such into the person's mouth. They swallow it. And a quote is, <laughs> I sure did love Mungin the Thompson's daughter last week. <laughs> so it's Holy not so long, that, that is That is Mungin. At least it is a real thing. Right, I've right, not right, made well, it up. Yeah. Do you go Mungin this oh, weekend? Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, The Descent, what did you think about it? I first love it? this film. I mean, it reminds me of when I was still living at home uh, in my mum's house. And I used to, it was called a term called couch it. And my mum would go out to the pub like on a Friday night. Uh, so I'd have still been about fifth, maybe I don't know how old I'd have been, maybe too young for the pub. We would take the couch and move it right in front of the TV. Right. And I, maybe I was old enough because I remember having like a crate of stubbies for like Aldi's, like the wee stubby beers, yeah. like European beers. And we'd just sit in front of the TV and, and drink and get steaming. Where brother. was the couch that you had to move it in front of the TV? Well, if you imagine like this living room just now, the couches are kind of positioned like a round thing. I would move the couch right in front of the telly, like literally. So I'd be sitting like at Is the that why you need glasses? <laughs> Possibly, <laughs> I. Um, and, and it just reminds me of that, that kind of time. And, I'll, and I'll ju- I love this movie. When I first seen it, I wasn't keen on it. Like Really? Yeah. When I first seen it, I just... I don't know if I was a if I was a sexist little creep. I just... I, I didn't... There was no bit set that I really enjoyed. You couldn't get on board with a, a movie that was... Uh, just all female? Four, five female. Whereas I've grown up and I've learned that women are better than men. So... <laughs> <laughs> Now watching back for this, I was like, this movie's fucking outstanding. How did they not enjoy it? it like it has, it, it has everything. It is absolutely outstanding. Did you see? So it kind of sets them up as being adrenaline junkies, uh-huh. and um, they're whitewater rafting, and I'm like, whitewater rafting is fucking terrifying. Have you ever been whitewater rafting before? I have. It's fucking absolutely terrifying. <laughs> you know how you sit in the raft? Well, they don't make you sit in the raft. They make you sit on the edge of the raft, so you've not really get any <laughs> balance. And I'm like, what the hell is actually going on here? We started rafting down down the fucking river. And we got to a part where we, um, it was like a cam, like, you know, there's, uh-huh. a, there's yeah. a cam between it. And this one guy, we were going underneath the, the, the bushes, and this one guy just grabbed the branch and pulled it forward. <laughs> and the instructor sitting at the back, she's the guide, like the direct, the steerer. She said, don't hold that branch. The guy let it go, fucking swung back and hit me. I knocked myself back and let go of my, my oar. Uh-huh. So then I was oarless. And then she's like, oh no, catch it, catch it. And I was like, I fucking dropped it. I don't know, I'm supposed to know. And she's right, you need to sit in. So I had to sit inside the raft for the next wee part, so I had no responsibility, so that part was good. I was just like, I couldn't balance myself. See, the first time it just kind of went off balance, I was in the water. I was in the water more times than I was in the raft. I did it in New Zealand, and like they actually they kind of forewarned us that there's a bit of a wave where the whole thing will probably get submerged, and this is after I realised that I can't really go underwater. <laughs> underwater and I literally pissed myself <laughs> and I was like fucking 22 <laughs> I literally pissed myself but then came up and then it was all calm and we all got back because like, we kind of fell off the boat all got back on it it started to go this amazing guy just fell off <laughs> it was the calmest bit and he just fell off I was like what are you doing fucking maniac and that's that's my memory it's, no, it's, it's, it's properly it's properly terrifying see you that uh, um, kind of white knuckle stuff and adrenaline junkie stuff like See when nothing's in control, and I know like roller coasters can be scary, but you, I know that I'm strapped in, I'm attached yeah. to this rail, and that's where it's supposed to go. Unless it's at Strathclyde uh, Park, or aye, or Alton Towers. <laughs> so I so it sets up the kind of beginnings of this this group, and they come out the thing, and they kind of let you know that a Scottish lassie's husband's having an affair. Um, I can't remember if I noticed it when I was younger, but when you know what's happening, you know it's it's, really it does set set up. So when they're driving back to the hotel. And there's a proper what the fuck moment in that car crash. It's so just. It's it, very final destination. Yeah, it's totally final destination. I was like, had final destination already done this? At this point, they had, hadn't they? Because one and two was out. I don't know which one it was. The, uh, the, it was two where the logs came through. And the it was car like window. 2002 or 2003 or something like that. Uh, I went to see it at the cinema. So I was at school. So yeah, um, so I think, maybe 2003 uh, or four, yeah. So they had already done it, but it was um, it totally just kind of caught you off guard. And they showed you the. They kind of show you the guy, or they certainly imply the guy gets speared with the copper pipes, but um, you just assume that the elastic gets killed. But they, they can't. Should have, they should have. Should they should have showed you that? No. Early two thousands, not long after nine eleven happened, everyone was a bit. Kinda, and he's getting. Nobody was in a car crash on nine eleven. Aye, but everyone was a bit upset, a bit tetchy. Oh, they showing things. Pussies, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. This thing they started. This movie 
it kicks in it, it just slaps its balls off your face so that's the setup our Scottish lassie losing a family our, yep our husband and our wife and then the rest of the movie never like losing there's no losing her husband and her wife her husband, husband and, and child. her daughter yeah, yeah. sorry um, and, but the movie never lets up from then no. on it's just it's constant it's exciting I never realised that well I never took that in when I first watched it it's as if I had watched a completely different movie that I thought was a descent. So it, it jumps to one year later, and then the, this is when they're going the spelunking trip because the Juno, the Spelunk one that we hate, is caving and not the graveyard yes. elder drop. Right. Uh, she's organising it because she wants to kind of make the Scottish lassie feel better, but she also feels guilty or upset as well because she was banging uh, her, her husband. And she's grieving, but she can't properly grieve because. So it's actually quite a shame for Juno. It's not a shame for Juno. She shouldn't have been fucking banging him. <laughs> That's when they go to the Appalachian Mountains to do this spelunking trip. But see, before they do it, they're in the um, the cabin and they're all having a chat and stuff. Yeah. And the lassie, who's the teacher, goes, "Oh, I'm 25. I feel so old." And I remember watching this and was like, "I was like, fuck's sake, they all still." I was like, "They look 35 though, right?" And I was like, "Even when I was 20 watching this, I didn't think that girl was 25." And then I looked them up and they were all playing their ages. Like I think the Swedish lassies were maybe a slightly different. The younger one was a bit older than some of them. Yeah. But pretty much everybody was their age. The Irish lassie was about 21, 20. So she was maybe a couple years older than she was meant to be. But aye, they were all like 24, so 25. So how old, how old does it make you feel now? Looking back at it, like at 42. <coughs> it just kind of <laughs> makes me feel... Old as shit. No, because I still watch it and thinking, fuck. Because in my head, I see me and, you know, like... Um, my family that I grew up with and my friends that I've grown up with over time, you don't see them ageing the same way as people you don't see at yeah. all age, you know? I still see my mum and uncles and aunties as the same kind of people as they were when I was like 10. Yeah. Now, they probably would have been my age when I was that age, but do you know what I mean? It's just, you can't, I can't comprehend ages and facial unless yeah. I don't know the person. At your age as well, like, your travel insurance would be through the roof if you had to go spelunking. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what kind of sticks out to me in this movie? They've all got different accents. Yeah. Scottish, English, Irish, Swedish, and American, and it's it really, I don't think it, I mean, is that unusual? Like As it doesn't really happen that often. Eh, I never really thought about it. See, it stuck out to me because they were so different in accents and and those weird. Maybe it's because the the main lass is Scottish, so you focus in on that and then you hear all the differences around about it or something. I, I don't know. But then actually, see when we went to creep, there's actually about three or four accents in that as well. So maybe yeah. um, maybe <laughs> it does happen all the time. <laughs> eh, there's Scotland references in both. In these movies, because in Creep, there's a Scottish guy, yeah. and then they talk about how Juno and the descent came back, came to Scotland, yeah. and just be a wee patriot. I was like, hey, Scotland, yeah. I love it when Scotland gets mentioned. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been spelunking? No, I've not been spelunking. No, yeah, I see, I see been... when I've written down about what spelunking is, I've finished it up by saying, fuck that. Have you ever been munging? <laughs> no, I've not been munging either. Yeah. I went into a cave, I'm just sounding so worldly in this episode. Uh, in Kuala Lumpur and it was a it's like a dark tour of caves but you weren't like abseiling down you were yeah. just kind of walking through and I had on this Ben Sherman trilby <laughs> I, I was travelling I thought it was fucking I thought it was like an absolute sex god so um, and I'd been wearing this the whole trip it was like this was three or four months into our trip and I went in a bat shot on me <laughs> ruined my Ben Sherman hat and I was raging really texting Lena like really upset going my Ben Sherman trilby is for the bin because a bat has shot all over me <laughs> in a cave. And for that reason, when I was watching this, I was thinking, no, this is not real because bats would shit all over you and fucking ruin your spelunking trip. <laughs> oh, man. It's just, like, see the, the, the whole cave they get into, right? The, the first cave they get into, I'm like, that's really, really nice and beautiful looking scene. Now, that would be good. That's fine. But see, it's when they start crawling through the wee tunnels that I'm like, no fucking way. I need to be able to turn my, my body fully round about, I think. Like, I need to be able to manoeuvre myself I couldn't do remember that advert for the Royal Marines where the boy Clay swims through the tunnel yeah. and he gets, he's, Clay's caught I'm like oh, no way it's like, only 99.9% need apply I'm like fine I know but I know I'm, I won't I won't do it um, there's a line before they get to the cave that I like and it's, the, it's somebody's talking about something that they're carrying I think it's the Swedish last they said it's sentimental and the Irish goes it's fucking mental <laughs> like, it's just it's just it's good it, like, it just flows off the tongue so well the claustrophobic thing's actually done brilliantly in this movie. Yeah. Well, they zoomed in shots of the face. Yeah. Because as you're watching them, you're actually feeling yourself going, oh, I don't, yeah. I'm, well, I'm not looking on this, I'm They would have in. set up actual wee tunnels, like, as a set, to go for them to properly crawl through, yeah. That's pretty cool. Would you do it, though? What, Even if it's for, for the movie? movie? I'd do it for the movie, yeah, because I think it, there'd probably be, like, safety features that they could, like, separate the cave and, like, open it up or something if you get stuck and claustrophobic. 
I start. I don't like. Could you imagine space. when she start panicking, like you, you, and something like that. Like, see the scene where she does get stuck in it, and the cave starts to fall down. If you start panicking, then you are you're taking fucked. more oxygen. Yeah, 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 you just cannot cannot bring it back. See when she goes in the first cave at the start. She looks at the bloody fingerprints. At the start of the adventure, that should be <laughs> that's that's when just she's saying, uh, guys, get back, look at this, <laughs> you know. But that's movie logic for you, isn't it? And Juno is my least liked character in all. The British horror. No, really? Like, uh, yeah, and no part of this to that. I like her. There's no good qualities. She's just a bitch. I see, like, when they're waking up in the morning and like, they're all hungover and she comes running in. She's already been around and she's telling yeah. them, get up, look at my legs sticking straight up. You'd be like, fucking... See, if I was like, oh, you try it. I just woke up. Fuck off. <laughs> Why do gymnastics in the morning? <laughs> Everything she does, but she bangs her pal's husband. She gets them trapped because she, she, she tells them that they're going to some tourist cave that then turns out... It's not. Yeah, she's, she's going to an unexplored cave. Yeah. So f- she's wanting to be a badass. Aye. But how did she know it was there if it's never been explored? Oh, who knows? Probably some bitch website. Oh, bitches going. <laughs> bitch website. <laughs> um, so they get to see the bit where they get to. Um, it's like a, a drop, mm-hmm. and they have taken a, the Swedish lassie badasses right across and like well, puts the hooks things in. Puts the hooks things up. Um, before I get to my point there, I've actually written down. Uh, sisters doing it for themselves in this movie. I've got no upper body strength, let alone finger strength. I could never, yeah. ever do that. But she finds like a clamp clip that's old. Why would she trust that? Why would she put her ropes onto that clip? Why would she not just still put in her new one and then say, guys, we are the first people in this cave? That's true. Why did she trust that ancient one? And then, so they all get across, and then Juno has to fucking go and try it as well just to say that she needs the equipment, did but then she goes and fucks it up and fucking fawes. I fucking hate Juno, man. I absolutely hate it. All the cave set pieces, I didn't actually know they did it the way you explained with it's like wee tunnels. Yeah. I thought the set pieces and then the creatures when they came in, all the effects, all the, the, the design, the decoration was amazing. Yeah. It's again something that I never appreciated. Yeah. Well, and like, that's what you say, like waiting for the um the creatures to come in. I've never really looked deep into the film before, but it's it's about halfway through the film before you even really know that there are creatures down there. They can, they can uh, tie in, they can give you a wee hints at the very start when they get in the uh-huh. cave, but it's properly halfway through the film before you really know that there's something else down there. Mm-hmm. And it would it would work, it still works as a horror if they only just get stuck down the cave. That's fucking horror, that's terrifying. The but, creature gives them a threat that pushes it, the movie on and something to run away from, but, I mean, like, stuck down in a cave. That's what, given the creature makes the folk that are sitting in the cinema that think they're adrenaline junkies... They're not, going to be, they're not going to be scared of being in a cave because that's the type of shit they're in. Aye, yeah. Giving a creature then makes it this is a fear that everyone yeah, can yeah. now experience. Uh, see, the creatures, do you know what I think? If Lord of the Rings just made Gollum like that, Lord of the Rings could have been an absolutely amazing horror. <laughs> Imagine that thing following yeah. you and trying to get the ring off you and whatever else happens. I'm going back to the Shire. Um, the creatures kind of sound like laughing kids sometimes, and I don't know why. Because when you hear them, they make a kind of noise. Kind of kids have you heard laughing? No, they go. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that all noise? <laughs> no, when you see them, they go. They make a weird noise like that when you actually see them. But then when you hear them, but before you see them, and they're in the distance in the background, and it's only the Scotch lassie that's paying attention. They they go like. <laughs> no, no. I <laughs> there was kids outside the house at that time. <laughs> right. The first time you see the creature on the night vision. Yeah, yeah. Fucking shat it. Absolutely shat it. And I know it's not a reveal like per se because we've already seen the creatures kind of hiding, but I think it's one of the best reveals in horror history. I'd say it's up there. After what, rewatching it again, even though I knew it was going to happen, I still thought, oh, there's something right about that. It's That's, done yeah. so well. It would actually, it would definitely be enough to put you off splunking. <laughs> I definitely and Juno being a complete bitch would put you off spunking <laughs> well you know right, you know that Juno is a bitch right but when she kills Beth totally by accident it's not her fault is that the axe yeah through the, the neck guy is it not her fault because she could still have then dragged her and tried to help her rather mm-hmm. than just fucking leaving her there yeah I suppose I leaving her is the bitchy part because I mean it was brutal stabbing her in the neck with an axe and then way more brutal the fact that she's like help me nope <laughs> well tell me Hey, these creatures, right? They're human hybrids, right? Or they've kind uh-huh. of evolved. They're naked, right? Uh huh. So they still have swinging wangers and knackers, then you could just like grab them and pull them off. But if they're not evolved into. In fact, they must have, because yeah. how do they then mate? Just pull their boys off. 
But you don't ever see their boss in the movie. See, that's because it's they were worried about showing boss. Because of nine eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. The version that I watched it on Netflix, right? Now I do have it on DVD, but I watched it on Netflix for a time, and I'm sure. Right. So I, the first watch, they just had the Swedish girls' watch go off because it establishes the creatures are uh, blind and they go on sound like uh-huh. the uh, and the like, like sonar, dinosaurs like bats and dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so there's there's a scene where the Swedish girls are lying and the and the watch goes off and that shows them kind of where they are. But I'm sure there was a in the DVD version that I've watched there was a scene before that sets up her watch making a racket. Did that happen? When they're in the cabin talking. Does it go off? Her watch goes off right. and then they're talking about like she's like, I can't. Oh realize. fuck me! I've actually that's because uh, that's just she says something about it. Yeah. And then there she goes. It's fucking mental. Uh, right. I got so you. Fuck I. I even wrote that. I was I wasn't paying attention. Um, thinking about mugging. Thinking about mugging. <laughs> Right, what else you got for it? No, no, no. Right. My, my notes ju- were just kind of like amazed that I've, I've spent this whole time not appreciating the descent for being an absolutely stalwart of British horror. That's brilliant. Well, my last kind of note is I don't like dream sequences. I think it's cheap. I sp- and I was like, it's so fucking shit. Yeah. She has this dream sequence where she gets out. I was like, especially since she gets out the same way anyway because it's pointless. And I was like, oh, fuck no, she doesn't get out. She just gets stuck in. And then I was like, wait, it follows her into the sequel, doesn't it? Is she yeah. in the sequel? I can't actually remember. I think it does. I, I think I, I actually don't even think I watched the sequel because I thought I hated the first one. No, I think I think it falls straight on with her back in this in the sequel. So she's so still I think there. Yep, yeah, at least for some of it. Um, now I've got very very fond memories of this movie, and I never get tired of it. Like I could watch it every few months and still enjoy it. I actually think I'll make an annual event of putting the couch in front of the telly and get a wee create a wee stubbies and watching <laughs> it. So I've gave it eight girls descending on each other out of ten. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight. I really, really enjoyed it and can't believe that I've, that I've dissed it for so long. There's genuine fear watching it. Yeah. And I don't really get that a lot. It's, it's tension, it's so tense. Yeah, from from the creatures and from the situation they're in. And from Juno, because I never want to have a pal that's like it. <laughs> Fuck Juno. <laughs> Scott and Liam's Top 5. This week, because our theme is... British horrors and creatures in a way but we'll just go top 5 British horror movies top 5 British horror movies number 5 a lot of people will be raging that I've put this so far down my list it does need to be there but it's not one of my favourites like it's not it's not my favourite enough to be higher as top 5's work is the Wicker Man the original Wicker Man not Nicholas Cage one <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, aye because well, Nicholas Cage 1 is number 1 you know, I've uh, right okay uh, Wicked Man number 5 I've put Eden Lake at number 5 Eden Lake was very good I thought it was a really good movie I enjoyed that that's another one actually I want to go back and watch Yeah. like The Descent because I enjoyed it but I think now I'd have a way greater appreciation for it and I, probably I follow a guy it. on Instagram and, and it's like he does the same thing that I do and just like post like horror movies and stuff but he loves Eden Lake and he's like really? got every single variant cover like he, he, he shows them all come up and it's, and it's pretty pretty sweet there's loads of them that's pretty cool. So number four, what's your number four? My number four is uh, the Woman in Black, the Daniel Radcliffe version. I enjoyed Re- it. Research of the Hammer Horror. It was good. I get sweaty palms watching that. It was, uh, it was brilliant. I liked it. And right. I've got a reason why I put it in my top five when I get to the end um, with the honourable mentions. Because you love Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> You're nodding. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm nodding. Yeah, yeah, I love him. No, I liked him when he doesn't work in I liked him uh, when he when he done Equ- Equus the play after he done. Uh, um, Harry Potter and he got his uh, wang in it it's good we talk about wangers far too much <laughs> the guys need to stop getting them out <laughs> number free, four free the is 20 weeks later which again will upset people because 20 days it's is probably a better, better movie superior. but I prefer weeks because I like Robert Carlyle ah he reminds me of my dad I don't, I don't know why <laughs> do, you, do you sometimes watch Robert Carlyle movies and cry about your dad as well <laughs> <laughs> your dad that's not actually dead <laughs> Uh, my number three is The Beast Must Die from 1974 wow never heard of it we me and Leah actually watched it quite recently it's like a werewolf whodunit with Peter Cushing and some guy that looks like Shaft that acts like Shaft that's not Shaft <laughs> but he is black huh. uh, and it's just like a werewolf game of Cluedo and it actually says at the start it's like you have to guess who the werewolf is and it's all these folk at a party and there's a werewolf attacking them and then at the end it's like have you guessed is it a good twist or is it, or is it quite obvious? Yeah, well, I didn't get it, right. but I very rarely get twists. Yeah. Like, I usually find the most obvious person and I go, right, it's not them. And I guess everyone else that turns out <laughs> it's the most fucking obvious person. <laughs> uh, but it's really, it's worth a watch. 
I'll give it a go. I don't really like older films, but I will give it a go. My number three is The Descent. Because it's fucking dynamite. That's all you need? Yep. Uh, number two? And at two, we have 28 Days Later, the superior version. Mm-hmm. At number two, we have Kill List. Ah, I was going to put that in, but I didn't. I enjoy that more than I enjoy like, the Wicker Man stuff. Yeah. Even though it's slight, there's some similarities, yeah. it just it got me at the right time that I was not expecting it, and it's a fucking brilliant movie. You can yeah. watch it again and again. And number one is An American Werewolf from London. Ah, yes. And my number one is Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Because Shaun of the Dead is brilliant. I think it does the mix of horror and comedy perfectly. It's not. It's like it's like Tucker and Dale. It's uh, it's it's jokes, but the situation is still happening around them. Would that be top five British horrors? Would it count as horror? Yeah. Would it count as comedy? It's horror. Or would it be top five British horror comedies? Because if so, I well, then you're like... subgenreing it. Because then you've got you've got two um, British werewolf horrors in there. Werewolf is his own subgenre. Subgenre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, well, I want to put Hot Fuzz in then. I like That's hot... not a Hot Fuzz, isn't a horror. But it is. It's it just a like man. It's like it's, then, a, it's like a rural horror. But then I could argue that Kill List isn't a horror either. But it's got horror elements. No, wait. Wickerman and Kill List have got cults in them. Uh, Do I just change it to top five oh, wait, British hot movies? Fuzz that does like... have, hot Fuzz does have a cult in it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a rural horror. Aye, but Shaun of the Dead's got zombies. Aye, but not all horror movies need to have zombies. Aye, but the good ones do. And that's why Shaun of the Dead is number one. Do <laughs> <laughs> you get any honourable mentions? You go first for yours. Well, I've just got a couple. So my honourable mention is for The Wicker Man because I was looking at it and I was wanting to put it in my list so it is good so I will put it in there. Uh, I'm also putting an honourable mention for Under the Skin, the Scarlett Johansson movie that I've not actually watched all the way through. But I do, How I can just, you give it an honourable mention? Because I've watched like, the first 20 minutes so far. It's on Netflix and basically the premise is she's an alien but she drove about the streets of Glasgow and <coughs> she had interactions with just random guys on the street and it's so mental that this lassie is asking them directions and she's like... Where'd I go? And I don't know if people recognise it or not. Uh, some people probably do, but the ones that made it to the film don't. So they're just like, ah, where are you going? And there's the guy in the streets, like, Govan. Oh, I'm, all right, I'm just going up there, hey, now. Where are you going? No, you've got the other turn left and then turn back. And then he's like, why don't I give you a lift? And they jump in. Oh, I, oh, that's freezing outside then. And it's like. I can't just be a normal guy. She, she drove the streets of Glasgow. <clears> and Govan, if Scarlett Johansson get in the vacuum, she wouldn't get back. Have you ever watched it? <laughs> no. You should watch it. She walks about uh, Buchanan Galleries. Is and she meant to be a prostitute or is she? She's an alien, but she picks up guys and then takes them somewhere and eats them or takes their skin off or something like that. Because and the boy for the angel shit is the there's the guy who uh, ends up like going on. So so the interspace real interactions with people oh, on the street to act, act and stuff, and she puts on a London accent and stuff. It's interesting and it's different. Uh-huh. And you, have you seen that meme where um, she's fallen over? Uh-huh. That was when In she was Glasgow. walking about Glasgow. Eh? Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if she actually fell if that's part of the movie. I've not got to that part of the movie yet. <laughs> And my it's, other... still, it's still in your <laughs> honourable mentions <laughs> uh, my other honourable mention is the original Woman in Black from 1989 and it stars uh, Andy Nyman and he's uh, a kind of British actor and producer and writer these days you know him he's been in like Severance and, and other kind of movies along uh, those lines but I got it on eBay I think and it was is it a TV movie? It, I don't know if it I think it was a TV Aye. movie right? so I got it uh, and it came in and it was a pirate copy so there was no barcode on this cover. There was nothing other than just the woman in black and some writing on the back. And then the disc itself was was blank. Like there was no kind of pictures or anything spread on it. So I watched it and it, just because I knew nothing about it. And it's the same story as the Daniel Radcliffe one. Mm. It is the woman in black story. And when he's in the um, the kind of graveyard round about the kind of house or the, the, that he's living in and he sees her in the distance and then she goes back, the camera moves and she goes behind the grave and she disappears. And it's because it looks so old, it's like... I couldn't work out the camera tricks they were using. It just seemed so... And this is maybe about 10, 12, maybe 15 years ago that I'm, I got this. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, this... For a small time, I believed, or I wanted to believe, I, it that was it, was, real. Like, it was real. Like, I had bought fucking one of these weird DVDs, and it was, and so I, I tied those memories in with that movie, and it's and it is, it's good. Did you watch all of it, or just the first 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah, no, I've still got it. I'll give you one of the original. You can watch it. It's quite scary. Uh, my honourable mentions then would be Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. Because I didn't know we were allowed to do horror comedy. <laughs> you cheat. And... Have you ever seen The Children? With the lassie from Skin, uh, in between us. Uh, the, one, the one that's sick on Simon's shoes at the party. Yes. Aye. Uh, I've watched that, I, I don't know if I, I, quite, I quite liked it. I'm not, not sure. Not enough to put in a top five, uh, but I thought it was a, it was a strong... 
a strong British mm-hmm. horror. That was alright. Cool. Right. Creep. Excuse me. I fell asleep on the platform. Don't you check them before you lock up? Huh? I mean, it's a little weird to me. There's nobody in charge here. Hello? 2004. Directed by Christopher Smith, who we know fondly now from Fright Fest. I think I high-fived him. In fact, I did. I shook his hand, walked to the toilet and said, Great movie, mate. Okay. That's, what, that's what I thought I said. What well, I actually said, it's got a bit. <coughs> and walked by him. So, yeah, I'm sure you remember us. <laughs> uh, yep, he directed uh, Detour, which is the movie we've seen at Fright Fest. He also directed Triangle and Sevens, both great movies. Triangle's a fucking phenomenal movie. Uh, in fact, that would be a very honourable mention top five British horrors. It doesn't, does it come under British horrors though? Because it's only a British director, it wasn't. But is it not a British cast as well? No, it's an Australian cast. Mm. Or Melissa George is certainly Australian. Well, let's just so give it another mention anyway, just watch Triangle. Um, Creep doesn't really star anybody that I was aware of. It stars a guy called Vaz Blackwood and a From Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Franca Potente. From Run, Lola, Run. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, it also stars the guy from uh, Harry Brown, the drug dealer, who's creepy as he fuck. He is the creepiest fucking man I have ever seen. Um, I remember this movie around the same time as Descent, so uh, couching it, stubby beers... Uh, though I remember this one less so than The Descent. This was probably one of the... Apart from 28 Days Later, this was... Like, 28 Days Later happened in a couple of years of not much happening in the horror world, and then Creep came, and then I think it, it, it kick-started it again. That was in yeah. The Descent, and there was more stuff coming out. Even, yeah. like, there was more stuff coming out. So Creep has always been quite a... It's always been at the forefront in me with British horror, because I really like that at the time for what it for what it was for what it started and kind of opened the floodgates yeah but you're back go back to the Sean Harris did you watch any of the extras of that on the DVD no he's apparently like a severe method actor so see during like, getting the makeup done yeah he didn't speak to MD and anyone that spoke to him he was just like he just dissed him he was just he looks like a fucking angry and mean bastard ah he looks mental as fuck and actually excuse me a wee bit I could just follow him a bit <laughs> <laughs> This one starts off with a girl at a party, um, some kind of high-class apartment in London, and she claims that she's uh, moving on to, because she knows where George Clooney's hanging out. Yeah. Uh, one, she is would be punching well above her weight to get anywhere near George Clooney. Two, she's going to where George Clooney's hanging out, and all she's got to do is ask for her autograph. She's the type of person that they don't want wherever George <laughs> Clooney's hanging out. But she's also very hostile. And the guy she's hostile to is a prick. Aye, and he's... And we do find out that he's a mega, mega prick yeah. just quite shortly, but like she's met very hostile like, at the start, but maybe she's known him for a bit longer than that. But um, Do you not think she was attractive? I thought no, she was really good looking. I didn't, I didn't say she wasn't good looking, I said she was hostile. You said she'd be punching above her weight with George Clooney. Oh, I know, but she would be though, because George, yeah, George Clooney's a dreamboat. <laughs> <laughs> she ends up somewhere, or she ends up on her own because her other pals left, but it sounds as if she was, the other pal got steaming because she got put in a taxi. But it sounds yeah. like she goes to the subway to go to this new party. But it's the sign of every good socialite, isn't it? Drinking vodka miniatures in the subway. I mean, the, the vodka miniature really hitting your head hard and you passing out. And, and that's another thing as well. How do you fall asleep in less than eight minutes? Because it tells you when the train's coming. In less than eight minutes and sleep through the sound of a subway train. Not to mention the fact that the wind blows you fucking nearly off your feet when you're down there. And not to mention the fact, Scott, that security always do a sweep of the station eh, at the end of the night to make sure nobody's sleeping next to the next to the platforms, eh? You falling asleep after Narwhals. Oh, that was in Central. Aye, that was in Central Station. So right? the, the security uh, do move you on. Is that when? Uh, is that when you spiked me and left me? <laughs> I did not spike you. <laughs> I did leave you though. <laughs> but we creep that sort of whole bit that I don't get. Yeah, because she, she would still be there. No one checks the station after they close. They would be the the subway would be hoaching with homeless folk if yeah. they'd never done a check. Um, it's so, actually well, it, it, there's homeless folk there so that's yeah cool. but you do kind of yeah. see like we see them there they've got their wee hidey hole but it would be they'd be harmless them they would just be everywhere if, yeah. if they never get checked uh, I'd be like you just you just break something you just set an alarm off and you see it actually at the very last scene she walks past an alarm uh, like an alarm point hit. just set an alarm off fire brigade do you pay it in settings I haven't even thought about that 
what you said earlier about all the accents, I thought that at the start of Creep, it feels like, see the Danone adverts, they're like, they're worldwide, so they're dubbed for that country, yeah. and it always looks so off. Yeah. I thought the start of that felt like that with all the accents. I was like, this looks like it's been really badly dubbed. Yeah. But then I forgot all about it and just enjoyed the movie. It's not been a prick. Question I had to ask, right, was she goes out, she tries to get out the station, but then she just runs back because there's a train coming. Uh-huh. The last train's already been, there's a train driving through, so it stops and she jumps on it, and then it stops halfway through the tunnel. I'd be like, why the fuck should she do that? And I was obviously find out that that driver's dead, but surely then authorities are trained. I would, would, would see would know that, that yeah. it stopped know that they're now not, not in contact with the driver like that I, th- I think the movie's meant to just be fun because it's fully the horror cliches like the, the lonely girl getting lost somewhere and f- coming across these people that want to help her and then they all die and she gets away scot-free yeah and there's, lo- there's loads of wee cliches but I think it's kind of testament to Christopher Smith's directing that although it's cliched and although a lot of the bits have been kind of done to death and born. This still felt quite fresh and exciting. Even watching it now, I was still like, like I'm, I'm not caring that she's finding these people and they're going to die. Yeah. Like I, I was still enjoying it. Yeah. Which I quite like. So I, maybe, maybe then he's not really thought about the. Well, obviously, security would know that the train stopped. It's just it's, it's a fun horror. So yeah, I, logic goes you over, out the window. Yeah, you overlook some things, or you you try and explain it later on with this the one security guard who's watching. Uh-huh. But. There is stuff. I still have questions. Like when she runs out to the train, get out the first station before she jumps on the stopping train. She runs back down and she runs on the train, and you see somebody else in the background jump on the back of the train. And we find out that that's the guy, the guy from the party, who then tries to rape her. That doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, because did he's he stronger just... enough, so he should be able to rape her. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> how did how did he think that she wanted to to get on the train alone with him? What, what if he was? in the station he would have to be in the station before it gets shut uh-huh. so he would have seen her fall asleep at the side of the station so why so did he just rape her then why, why did he just rape her then why, why did he because why did he not assume because she said she was going to meet George Clooney so she'd have been on the train and she'd have been away so what, what did he think was happening so it didn't make sense that he waited until that happened uh-huh. um, but that's just a wee, that, I mean that's but it is true because he would have to yeah he'd have to have left with her right after the party so somebody would have noticed. Yeah. Like, that guy's just following her. Yeah. And I actually did go to say, like, I made that joke there, but in the scene where he's trying to rape her and he put, gets her on the ground before the, the creature, like, pulls him away, it's like, that's his probably fucking the most, one of the most terrifying things that oh, could yeah. happen to somebody. Um, obviously more so a girl, because it probably happens more so to girls, but it can happen to guys, but, I mean, it must be absolutely to, to be, terrifying. To be so powerless yeah. that it's happening whether you like it or not, yeah. it's fucking terrifying. Horrible. Uh, but then, I, I looked at it, where, see when she opened the vodka, she didn't break the seal. Where did she get the vodka for the party? Had he maybe roofied it? And then he was just following her until she took the vodka to then attack? Or is it, am I looking into it too much? That may be too much, because as someone who's been inspecting a train station before knows, you don't just get up and just, just find everything fine. You're out of the game for a good plenty you, of hours. You weren't spite, Scott. You just can't handle your I drink. I was spite. Um, <laughs> right, so I think my notes are kind of jumping forward here, because I've already got... Uh, she's rude again at some point I don't know why probably the, the homeless people she runs out and finds the homeless yeah. people a girl who she's interacted with already to buy the travel pass but now her Scottish boyfriend and I like those characters because they are very very kind to her even though she's rude as fuck uh-huh. and even though of all the things that are happening Jimmy loves his girlfriend so much like, and he always kind of says that in it and then uh, but he also comes out to help her okay for money but he's still, uh, he's still, still very kind it. to her Um but there's an odd cliche, the the homeless junkie, of course, is Scottish. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it could, it couldn't be one, uh, from London, concerned it's London train station, he had to be Scottish to, for folk to believe that he was homeless and a drug addict. <laughs> that is that is true. But he, the one thing that he definitely does do, though, he, he, he lays down a very convincing Scottish, fuck off! Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> As I love that whole uh, Billy Connolly sketch. It's just the it's the two best words in the English language: fuck and off. <laughs> if you say it convincing enough, like if he said, I think he gives an um, <laughs> an example of somebody tampering with his bags in an airport. If you say, oh no, don't don't do that, please get away from there. They'll maybe try and push it. But if you say, how you fuck off <laughs> and off, they will fuck. <laughs> yeah. I think twice you brought that up. In the <laughs> podcast. I love it. Um, I've just got hundreds of stuff here about how she's such a moody bitch like I don't know what she's doing all the time she's just uh, did you want her to die straight away I mean I did but 
Oh, she just so annoying, man. The, the practical effects, much like the descent, were really fucking good. Like the makeup of the creep, and yeah. some of the the gore, like with the guy in the control room, what you say when he's kind of getting yeah, ah, he gets stabbed, slit, yep. slit. It's all really, really fucking well done. That's that's one of my questions, right? Because see, by this t- this point, when you see him getting into the control room and cutting the guy's neck, it's you're like. Is this a creature or just like a weird looking maniac? And then I question like why is it all happening tonight? Like you know, like when the descent the these creatures have evolved and that's just uh, where they live. Sh- why is it tonight that the guys cause surely the, the homeless folk or okay they may they may be hide, but the security guard is always there, so why is he getting but attacked they, tonight? They, the homeless folk are hiding up in that we kinda duke it that they're hiding in, so maybe the creep doesn't know they're there, but by them coming out and helping her when she's on the tracks he's then seen it so maybe this does happen well it does happen but then he also killed the yeah yeah. so he's got aye so you see later on that he's got all these different like he's killed it's just whoever happens to come across him but then he also killed a train driver so he wouldn't get away with it for long but I mean that's just another question I've got that doesn't really explain in the one but maybe it would because they just they found somebody they found a train driver dead so they know somebody's killed him but it could be somebody that's killed him and then fucked off four stations ah maybe yeah, uh, like you say there about the the practical effects and the and the makeup and stuff as well. The reveal is quite good in this one. It's very similar to the, the descent, but it, I don't think it's as scary or as memorable. But it kind of, how does it how does it work again? Does she turn round and he's just standing there, or like is no, it, it goes off. Uh, the lights go off and she switches the torch and on. And she looks round in his face. And he's right there. Her. But it it it's very different from the descent's version because in the descent. You see him standing behind, and then the sound, the, the score yeah. comes on, makes a big bang, and the guy runs away, and it's like, holy fuck, where is that? And this one, it's silent, and you see him for longer than you would expect. Yeah. So I don't know if that, it's, you're, you're kind of like, oh, but I wasn't scared. Do you know what I mean? Like the descent one would like give me like pins and needles in my toes and make me pull them underneath uh, the covers, but the creep, I was just like, oh, that was. I see. I was still quite unsettled with it when I first watched it. I was still quite unsettled with it, and also when he kills the guy in the control room. The, the security guard falls revealing the creep behind him which I thought was quite a good yeah. or, or you already seen him but it's still a good that oh fuck he's there again Aye. as if it a bit like Jason and Freddie and stuff where they're constantly just stopping yeah, yeah. you where she thinks she's safe or shit's happened and then bang he's right there again and it kind of gives you a bit of a fear because how is he how is he moving around these tunnels so quickly yeah uh-huh. like. there was um, there was there was a this is how I've written this and there's a genuine thought that I had when I was watching this movie right I was like I think it's when the, you're at the water cages part and I was like so he's not a monster he's just a a creep and I was like <laughs> well done Christopher <laughs> Smith well done I was like I, so such because that's he wanted how I to, them. he wanted to call it runt 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 but apart from yeah sorry R-U-N-T I'm saying it Scottish so you don't hear <laughs> half the letters <laughs> uh, but that's only really a, a British thing like the run of the letter yeah. it's the dog with one leg and one eye uh-huh. he wants to call it that because the guy is just he's just the run of the letter uh-huh. uh, but because it wouldn't really transcend well in America and stuff that's why they called it well, Chris, which it still works yeah it's, and I don't, thing is, I don't think that it really did transcend in America in this this movie um, I don't think it made it over in, in comparison I to other I thought it went over well enough. I don't I don't know I'm only basing that on um, one of your friends that listen to the podcast from America one of your listeners uh, Rudy who had I snapchatted when I was watching Descent and he's like oh sweet you're doing that maybe I didn't I didn't say what it was he just yeah. like oh sweet you're doing that and I was like yeah we're a couple and he, and he had a wee guess at other British movies and I was like no we're doing Creep and he's like oh I've never I've never heard of that it's always quite easy to confuse it with that other one the, yeah uh, with, the Mark Duplass yeah which is a good movie in its own right. Good. Did we do that? Enjoy it. Uh, With the we invitation? Did. Aye, we did. We're episode 45 now. Scott, I can't remember <laughs> fucking episode 43. <laughs> it's uh, all, no, actually, we're episode 46. There you go, I can't remember episode <laughs> we're on now. Uh, the squealing sound uh, the creep makes yeah. is real unsettling. I, th- I found his, I found the sound of creep uh, more effective than the sound in the descent. Yeah. Like the sound of the creature and the, the tunnels and just... All, all that I, I found it was way it was way more hard hitting and creep yeah there's a scene where she she gets out of her cage and she hits him in the eye with her shoe and listen, you've hit him in the eye with your shoe you've even then you've wasted time getting the other guy out of the water cage you should have spent that time getting hit, to fuck hitting him more no hitting him more with the guy with the shoe stab fuck him 
stab, stab him in the other eye, jump his head, pull off his balls. I realise I've, I've suggested pulling the balls off of both the creatures, <laughs> but I think it'd be an effective <laughs> manoeuvre in this situation. But then, if you're not, if it's not a new to kill, like the fact that she stabbed him once is probably so off-putting to her that it's not going to cross her mind to stab him again and again because she's no a she's no a murderer. I know, but I think in that situation, I think you would be, would you not? Uh, I think I would be. Nah, I suppose. Somebody, if I seen somebody kill two, at least two or three people in front of me, and then lock me in a water cage, I maybe you just you just want to get out. You don't want to be. Maybe they're good shoes. <laughs> maybe it's a pair of Louboutins. You've got, you've got to get the. Well, she was wearing the best. She was going to meet George Clooney after all. <laughs> uh, they get out of the water cages, and that's when they're, they're kind of moving through out of the subway into somewhere else. But there's a scene where he's looking down from the roof, and that's creepy as yeah. well. Like he's laughing at them, or he's or whatever he's doing, and he's just watching them, and that was like, oh, that's. Mega it, 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 it is well done because see as well it doesn't ever give you an answer as to why he's there or what he is yeah it's a bit well, like I think, and that's, I think it does because it, it, it lets you make your own mind up as to what's happened that, that's, what, that's yeah. what I enjoy this right. see if it came out and said oh he was a he was a fucking birth defect that was flushed down the sewer and that's why he's there yeah. you may be like oh that's a bit stupid if you make that in your own mind then it's cool yeah. you, you're, you're deciding it I think that adds to the enjoyment of it. Is that a roller coaster? Yeah. The, the ride's better than the finish. When they come through and they come into like a kind of doctor surgery room and there's all the wee kind of feces in the jars and stuff, and I think it might be later on, it might be that point. There's a picture of like a doctor with a wee kid that's we have to assume oh, that's the him. black and white one. Uh, but there's also when he's got the homeless girl and he's got her strapped to a bed and he goes over and like turns on the tap. There's no water come out it, but he. Actually, he's washing his hands yeah. and puts on the thing. So we assume that he was experimented on as a kid, and he's now copying the actions of the doctors, like what the, what they would have done before experimenting on him or his brothers and sisters or whoever whatever he witnessed. He's now copying those actions. I hope not. Experimenting he, with the because he rapes that lassie and two with um, a machete. I'd hope that hadn't happened to him. <laughs> she certainly sobered up for the gear pretty quick, eh? This is a, bo- a bone saw up the squish mitten will do that to you, right? <laughs> a bone saw up the what? The squish mitten. <laughs> the fuck is a squish mitten? A fanny? A vagina? I've never ever heard a vagina be called a squish mitten. What about a piss wrinkle? No. <laughs> no? Eh, a, a, a spam purse. A spam purse, aye. Yeah. A ham wallet. A ham wallet. Yeah, there what? you go, right. <laughs> a squish mitten. A squish mitten. So I've I've got another reason why I would kill this guy. If anybody put Bailey in a wee cage like they put the dog in this, I would straight up kill them. Scott, I would put fucking Bailey in a wee cage. <laughs> <laughs> if he barks at me again. Look at him, he's just sitting there like yeah, he's, in the back he's, he's fine today. That's that's the best Bailey's ever been. <laughs> Saved yourself for the cage, Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there's a good twist in this in the way that when the creep shows up behind the guy who's also in the water cages and uh, you think, oh fuck, he's going to pull it out the window. Yeah. The guy actually grabs him and pulls the creep in through the window and then punches fuck at him. And you think, oh bro, that's realistic. But then the lassie shouts and he sits back to let the lassie hit him with the bone saw or whatever, she, whatever he's got to now. She's such a shit aim that she misses straight up and then the guy gets back, he's, he's back on top and kicks, or what does he do? I don't know if he kills yeah, the or Everybody dies, apart from her. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's... Fantastic practical effects. Oh, it's, I mean, the yes. makeup. Yep. When I was watching the behind the scenes thing, it's like the makeup took about eight hours yeah. to go on, and that's where he was kind of coming into his character. And that, the junkie lassie that's on the bed, she didn't see him uh-huh. at all until she she done that. that scene where he appears. So that fear thing, yeah. when she's talking, she's like, it genuinely was because I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. It, it was terrifying coming towards mm-hmm. her. I think that's a brilliant way to, to make a film, actually just capture a genuine fear of yeah. Lassie seeing this fucking creepy wee Cause he and, and that was weird and he's up rubbing her face and all that as well so it would have been really scary and um, he actually then at the end when he's getting his head kicked in and he starts to say to the Lassie he says what she said to Guy when she was about to get raped like please don't and then she start, he starts saying Jimmy Jimmy which the homeless Lassie said to him Aye. or like was calling out so again that and like just says that he's just repeating things that he's heard because he, he might not know that Jimmy was the name of the, the Scottish guy he would just be like that's just I, what you say when you're about to die. That bit's creepy. That's, yeah. I keep describing it as creepy. The movie's called fucking creepy. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> bang on success right there. And I do like I do like that whole kind of part where you, it's not spoon fed to you. Like all these uh-huh. kind of parts, like you don't. In some films, when you'd be lying down and go, 
he'd be saying like, oh no, please don't, I'll do anything, Jimmy, Jimmy. Like somebody would say, that's what I said to Guy when he was going to rape me and then that Jimmy's the name. And he'd be like, you don't need takes, but we are smart enough, we do get it. And maybe there's audiences who are thick, but you know. I feel feel that a lot of British horror, and I don't want to offend anyone, but I think a lot of British horror is cleverer in that way because some of it is more independent and it's for a British audience, so they don't need to spoon feed it the way some big American ones do because it's for China and it's for everywhere else in yeah. the world. Always, I, I've always felt British horror was more clever. And I think you find that as well when it's when it's more independent movies too because then you're you're, you're a smaller a crew working on the script and, and getting the point across and if it works well then brilliant. Then you've got your bigger movies in America that's got a huge like publishing house or whatever behind it, a huge studio behind it that have got maybe 10 writers sort of drafting the script mm-hmm. and changing it and stuff and saying, no, we need this to work, we need that to work. And then and then you end up getting movies that you think oh, it's just it just didn't don't land. Yeah. Um. You get anything else? No. Um. The only other thing I've got is is when she makes it out of the the thing I said at the start, but she walks past a fire alarm call point. She could have just smashed that at the start, but you know that, yeah. we have to just pretend that she didn't know how to do that. Maybe it's definitely Germany because she's German. The the character yeah. should know how to do that. When uh, I I watched this with Lena, and it's the first time she's watched it since watching it years ago, when. She used to go obviously get the subway in the train a lot for uni and she avoided the subway <laughs> for ages after us, like genuinely terrified. She'd watch it and she'd tell me this. I was like, I can actually see that. See, is that maybe more for females? That is a fucking terrifying thing because yeah. if you're a lassie locked in, guys maybe less so because we all think we're hard and yeah. we can maybe get away. We couldn't, we'd all be fucked. Yeah. But I could actually then see where she was coming from with that fear and thought, that creeps a fucking good movie. Yeah. It, it it does it does what it says. I've I've thought it was it was good, but it wasn't as good as I remember. But like on this discussion here, I'm I'm appreciating other right. factors to it. Uh, it's a great independent effort, and I'm glad that it never it was never pushed to become uh, like a franchise like Wrong Turn. Yeah, it was just its own movie, and that's it. It never you know didn't get for like five sequels, and I gave it um seven steel blade dildos out of ten. Steel blade dildos. I'm going to agree with you again. Yeah. You know, the Descent just... Yeah, Descent. Yeah, Descent just... I just tips it, it yeah. but it's still a very strong movie and Christopher Smith is then on to make even better movies because yeah, yeah. Detour, as we both There's said. one that keeps me up when I looked them up. It's called, like, Black... It's called Black Death and it's for 2010 and it was, it's Christopher Smith and it's... um And it's so fancy and it's uh, Eddie Redmayne. Oh right! And, uh, in fact, he spoke about that. Yeah, because it's it was before he kind of rocketed. He says that he, he hires the stars of tomorrow, and and I fancy seeing it. I think um, Fish probably talked about. It. He's probably seen it and said it was good. So I, I might get my hands on that and give that a go. He's very he's, and he's everything he's doing now. They're getting bigger budgets. Yeah. So I think the next thing he brings out after D, if he's if he's improving every time after Detour, whatever he comes out with next is going to be fucking amazing. Yeah, I'll keep my eye on that. Have you watched anything else this week on Netflix or DVDs or... I've watched a couple of things. I've been... I was kind of still watching Big Brother, but I've got so bored of it. And Lauren's still watching Love Island and it's kind of... That's kind of... Like, you do get an accept in it. But... And I, I, I now have a, a whole new... <sighs> appreciation for Bailey and why he barks. <laughs> he's got to sit in a house with you two <laughs> watching fucking Love Island but and Big Brother. I watched an episode of Ride with Norman Reedus. And then I just thought it was so cool. So then I went out and bought a couple of motorbike magazines and got ready to change my whole outlook and life and persona. And I've uh, eyed up my, my starter bike when I get my lessons. But what Is I that did. Harley Davidson? No, it's a it's a, a, a Yamaha uh, Virago and it, it looks like a wee Harley and it's pretty sweet. I and take it, it it's what Norman Regis? No, no, it's just it's like to, you need to get a 125. You need to ride a 125 yeah. for two years. So it's and they're only about 600 you don't need pounds. To. You don't know it. You can get them capped. No, I, I looked up. Even if you set the CBT, you still need to go small until you get to. Yeah, you can do I unless you get your CBT but if you do your CBT and then do your full road bike licence which you can do at this age anytime uh, there's a place in Mullow does a it's like a week's course yeah. you do your CBT and you take it out on the road and then give you your test you can be do anything I kill myself though because that's quite I've thought I've thought about it but I'm terrified in more bikes yeah. because I can hardly keep a car on the road I think we should <laughs> I think we should totally like start a biker gang and just like wear rock and roll clothes and that do I just do it with trikes because we can do that in a driving license maybe just buy buy the bikes get a trailer and drive our bikes to a parking spot then move our cars like 50 feet up the road and then go back and just stand in the muddy but what I did watch on Netflix was Suckle right it's just come on Netflix it's got a pretty big cast uh, Tom Hanks Peyton Oswalt Emma Watson John Boyega Karen Gillan and that boy who was in Boyhood 
Oh, the boy. The boy. <laughs> it's very play by numbers. It's like a extended, badly written Black Mirror episode. Really? It's so transparent. You can see what's was happening beforehand. Even with Tom Hanks in it. Even with Tom Hanks. I'm right? surprised. All the actors are kind of phoning in, except Tom Hanks and Peyton Oswalt, who are brilliant. They, they just they can't even phone it in. They're just that good. Emma Watson is like she's phoning it in. John Boyega, even at times, like he's like obviously the next big thing because of Star Wars, he's kind of like, you're not really sure. The guy for Boyhood is, he's not a good actor. Yeah. It's just, it's very clear. Karen Gillan is almost awful at the start of it. It's like really hard to watch. I don't believe anything about her, but her character quick gets stressed out, quits the job, and goes back to Scotland. A wee home, she phones on the video phone and she says, I'll be back to Scotland. I'm like, oh, hey, Scotland's going <laughs> to mention. Assuming she goes back to Scotland. And she's quite the job in the stress of like this high flying life that she's trying to do, part of this job that she's in. Then her character seems real, so I don't know if that was on purpose. Like she was trying, like the, her character was trying to portray this high flying business lassie looks getting about, and it wasn't really her. And then when she stressed and gave it up, she went back, and then her real character was just more played back. So that it made me think that when I got to the end part of that movie, I was like, oh, maybe that's pretty good. But it's, it's the basic plot is that social media is this big social media thing and it's eventually that they can see everything. Like they want to be transparent, they want to show mm. you everything, so they've got these wee cameras, so that everybody's accountable. And they start off with saying it so that terrorists and dictators and stuff are accountable, so that everybody can see everything. And then it's quite obvious that you're going to go down the route that people need their privacy. You mm. can't, you know, see absolutely everything. They eventually make uh, Emma Watson wear a camera all the time and it only cuts off when she goes to the toilet. So it's like her whole life, and you see the wee flashes up social media, people talking about her, talking to her, loving her, hating her, and this goes on for ages until she ends up embarrassing her parents and then eventually um, messing up a friendship with a guy from boyhood. So it's it's very formulaic, it's very obvious. There's no twist. There's nothing sinister in it. It's it sounds just, a bit like a non-event. It's, it's just, very, it's very much so a non-event. I really don't recommend it in the slightest. Uh, it's so blah. I've spent more hours playing Crash Bandicoot in the last four days Ooh. than I have sleeping. So much so that if anyone who owns a shop or anywhere that may have boxes is listening to this episode, get them to fuck away from me because I will take them off <laughs> and I will spin through them. I've even been, I've even been going to the shop to buy apples just because every time you smash a box an apple comes. I now have a craving for apples because I've played so much fucking Crash Bandicoot. I was nearly late for a wedding at the weekend because I was playing Crash Bandicoot. I was up to four in the morning the night before playing fucking Crash Bandicoot. What is, how is, how is there more to Crash Bandicoot than just running and jumping in boxes? There's not. It's just so addictive, <laughs> and I keep dying at certain bits, and it's so frustrating, and I just keep I just keep playing it. It's 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 amazing. So if you play consoles, go and get the new upscale version of Crash Bandicoot because it's outstanding and it will drive you wild. And then let's all go smash boxes. I can smash boxes, yeah. I watched the Imitation Game way behind at Cumberbatch. It's not right. a horror. The one about right. uh, Alan Turing and right. the cracking an Enigma machine. Mm-hmm. Actually, really good, but I really like. Benedict Cumberbatch some would say I am a Cumberbatch hmm. one, of his, one of his his fans <laughs> in fact there was one on Netflix called Jonah Lives have you seen oh, it? oh I've seen it but I've not watched it no it's fucking terrible I know I, uh, like, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't intrigued god awful <laughs> I actually wrote Why the Lines Down I only watched the first maybe half hour I was like this is shit the acting's terrible the lines are terrible but my character said oh it's raining down here alright raining boring I was like, does it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, but that's it. That's... I, I watched the. You watched Barbecue Pitmasters? <laughs> no, I've not I've watching that. Surprisingly, I've not watched Barbecue Pitmasters. <laughs> I've been watching that. I'm about eight, eight or nine episodes deep, and it's about 40 minutes an episode. And basically, every episode is so repetitive. You get three contestants who get like between eight and 11 hours to cook whatever meat they give them on that, that, um, that episode. 11 hours to cook meat? You smoke it, yeah. No, it's is proper barbecue, lot? yeah. It's not, it's is not that how long it takes to smoke meat? Like, a, properly. Oh, really? uh, um, and the three the three judges say the same thing every episode, and it's like, they just explain themselves, and it's so repetitive, but the food always looks dynamite. So you're I'm just like, watching it for food yeah. porn? So now I'm going to, I'm going to take my, my big, I'm going to buy a big smoking pit barbecue, and then attach it to the back of my Harley Davidson and drive to barbecue uh, conventions, barbecue, barbecue biker conventions, <laughs> up and down the country. <laughs> Sounds good, eh? Ah, that sounds brilliant. Can't wait. To be honest, your hot sauce was brilliant, so I can imagine that. Yeah, so it all goes tries hand in hand. Yeah, you're doing well. Uh-huh. <laughs> I made a new batch of hot sauce. It was a very limited run. It was only small. I only had three possible bottles that could go out, and uh, I sold them all immediately. That's right, I sold them. You sold them. Yeah, 
Two, two. <laughs> one to Sandy, one to Stephen, and one to Robbie Glasgow. They get in first. They, and they've actually paid for them? No, yeah. They're still in my fridge. But they're not going to buy them. No, they better. I said it's, it's a... I, I said... Uh, it's a three pound, a suggested three pound donation towards me buying more chilies to make more sauce. I might not take three pound off them. I'll wait and see. Oh, I want. I'll give you four pound. I'll let you taste one of the bottles now if you want. I'll let you taste Robbie Glasgow's. This because I'm, I'm going. I'm going. Rub it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I can't because they're tamper evident, so I can't crack a bottle that I'm giving. I'm selling, but I'll, it's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll believe. It's I'll hot. believe. I got. I got Carolina Reaper peppers from Tesco, and I put them with those dry chilies that I got from the person at work. And um and it is fucking hot. Really? Aye. Mm, not so sure about that. <laughs> uh, horror news. There's Kelty Chucky. The trailers. Trailer. Out. I don't. I don't know about that. I like it because all the Chucky movies are just silly nonsense. I'm just so angry at the fact that he he still manages to kill people. You could just pick him up and throw him away. You could lock him in a cupboard. You could hold him at arm's length. He won't be able to do anything. He's about fucking. He weighs less than a stone. I could. He's be, got no centre of gravity. Aye, but arm's length. He could still cut your arms. With his wee knife. He's, but just take his break his hands off him. <laughs> I thought it looked quite good. Well, he, they're they're playing that at Fright Fest. The 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 lineup for Fright Fest uh, in London has been announced, and it looks pretty bang on. I seen some mixed reviews, but when I actually looked at it, I thought that sounds fucking amazing. I'm I'm definitely for. It. I think one year we should definitely go to the London one because it's definitely bigger than the Glasgow one. It's like over, uh, still over two or three days. It's in a proper cinema, so there's definitely leg room and comfy yeah, seats. Yeah. But I don't know how they work it. I never even looked to bypasses because I knew I couldn't afford with the fucking yeah. wedding coming up I couldn't afford it um, but the wedding coming up and all the chilies at your mouth <laughs> yeah yeah um, it's it's over like two or three cinemas or two or three screens and I don't know if you get a pass that goes for them all and then you can because uh, the guy think, Ian Rattery was do. telling me about it in Glasgow about how you get the discovery screen and things but you need to book seats because they're smaller um, but I mean it's still probably be fun yeah uh, we should definitely go down one, one year down uh, Bank Holiday Weekend down to Leicester Square and get into that Fright Fest jam. Cool. Uh, Castle Rock have cast Melanie Linsky in the lead role. She is from Detroit Rock City and something we've done really recently. She's in Two and a Half Men. She plays a psycho oh. the bird next door. Yeah. Yeah, she's cast as a main role in Castle Rock. Rose Red and uh, she was in... Uh, oh, that's what I did watch. She was in one of the stories in XX. Have you watched the XX? Yeah. It is a pile of shit. Yeah. Like uh, I'm not, not against the women directors. It's brilliant that it was all like helmed by women. But the first two stories in particular have no point or ending. But well, Lena really wanted to see it, and then my pal John, like, texted me saying it's fucking horrible. Exactly, what you said he said there's nothing good in it. So I sat with Lena and watched the first story, and I left before the ending because I was like, right, I can't, I can't deal with this. This is this is shit. Uh, and then when I went back in later, I was like, so how how did that story end? I didn't no. like you, you don't know what's in you the box you see what's in the box I was like that's fucking where did that dreadful. original part because I've seen that guy with the weird eye on the train before is that the beginning to the film the box or is that from one of the ABC's of death because I've seen know. that before that specific guy with the wonky eye on that train oh really yep and it's like no. that's so they've expanded on that story I'm not, I've never seen it before I just thought the acting was terrible oh, it, it was absolutely awful and then the whole one with the last few um, two and a half men the, the deed to husband at the party like I was like fuck is this shit that. of shite they, she finds them dead and then she puts them dressed in a panda costume and then like there's no point to it and I don't even remember what the other stories were I can't remember if you yeah. watched them so avoid that as Aye. well oh it's fucking garbage man what are you up to this week <laughs> what day is it Monday <laughs> I am not going to Green Day tomorrow I am going to Green Day tomorrow and uh, oh, not for Green Day. I'm going for Rancid. Uh, Lena's going for Green Day. And then I'm um, then I'm working Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night shift. I am going to Blink next week though, which I'm looking forward to. I'm going to Blink as well. And that's the I'll be a piss up one. Uh, that's pretty much me. I've got I've got three days of work and then I'm off for two weeks. Um, but I might try and take a wee shift, an extra shift if I can get them, because I need the money to keep this high rock and rolling lifestyle on the go. <laughs> the barbecue bits or the, the mortgage and the wedding payments <laughs> rock and roll um, no I had a I figured out that realistically after my wedding next year if I do nine extra shifts mm-hmm. then that's me bought my, my wee motorbike that's quite good you just need a licence now yeah I'll get one of these and balls I need, I, that's the hardest part I need the balls <laughs> is, that why, is that why you want to rip them off different features yeah. uh, well I say thanks to Mark McMurtry for doing our new intro song and a couple of tunes that may be in this episode may be in all episodes it's making it sound professional and badass that's what I like I like and that and 
We really appreciate that. And thanks to everybody who's listening. You know, we're getting actually some higher numbers listeners, and we don't really know where you're finding us, but keep it up. <laughs> keep finding keep, us. Keep, keep listening. <laughs> Share us with your friends. Uh, thanks to the recent um, reviews we've had on iTunes. They've been buying on. So anybody else that's listens and enjoys us, please go on and you know rate us five stars. That would be that's the only that's the only amount of stars that we'll accept. Um, <laughs> and then write about how great we are. That'd be, it, it would help us out completely. And it'd also make you look really cool to all your friends. Yeah. Uh, so, two weeks off. When do you want to go mugging? Straight away. Straight away? Yeah. It's pretty better wait until it's dark because if the caretakers see you like elbow dropping corpses, they might be up against it. Are you. Who's taking the, the juice, you or me? Eh. Uh, just take turns each. Sweet. Time first. <laughs>